Hey, Dr. Mike here. So you want to live forever-ish? Well, then you got to know what's in and what's not. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. So this is uh, always one of our favorite shows, right? Yes. Living forever-ish, strong, vibrant, long lives, mm-hmm. fully functional, yes. both body and brain. I think I covered it all. I think so, Dr. Mike. <laughs> I should probably stop. I can, we could probably move on. <laughs> so what we like to cover are things you should do to, to accomplish that. Yes. And then things you want to avoid, things you don't want, right? So let's get right into this. In number one for living forever-ish, um, and I know you like this topic because you bring this up a lot, time-restricted eating. I bring it up a lot, Dr. Mike, but I don't go out looking for... <laughs> information and research to support something that I kind of practice a couple of days a a week. It just keeps popping up. More and more people, uh, researchers are looking into the effects of this intermittent fasting. Everybody's doing it. It's trending. Researchers are studying it. And so this study came across my computer and I think it's uh, a nice study to highlight the benefits of time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting mm-hmm. beyond weight. Okay, because it's not because a lot of now a lot of people are doing this for weight loss, but there's benefit beyond that. I'm sure metabolic benefit, et cetera, mm-hmm. cardiovascular mm-hmm. health, all that kind of stuff. So, so now with inter, so there's different ways of inter, you know, doing this right, following intermittent fasting. I think the most common way is, and I think you do this right. This is the sixteen eighteen, right? Yeah, sixteen eight. So 18. Yeah, that would that that doesn't make any sense. I wish I had that many hours in a day. Ooh, 18 right. hours of eating. <laughs> 16 8. You follow. That's the Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the research they did here, right? Is that what Yes, they well followed? they yes, yeah, so they compared the 8-hour we, uh, eating window from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. versus eating throughout the day. And and the, and the results are pretty clear. Right. The results are clear. Now, I do want to clarify this one. It's it's time restricted eating, but they did emphasize it was the early eating. Many people or at least for me, um, I start my eating in the afternoon. So my eight hours of eating is later in the day. And in this study, their hours for eating started first thing in the morning, 7 a.m. Yeah. Um, and so 3 p.m. was their last meal. Like, you better get it all in. She's 3 p.m. <laughs> last meal. Wow. But no, so you, do you think there's a difference then? You think you think earlier might be better? Are you going to shift now? Or we, we still need a little more research? Right. I don't think I could do that personally. That's tough. So, you, you're, so you, you, when do you start eating on the so days you I, I start eating around 1 so, yeah, like one, you, two o'clock. And that gives you then for the next eight hours, right? Right. right you can eat. And I, I want to get, I want to, let's get through this study. Yeah. Um, because the point we're trying to make, it's not just weight loss, although they did lose some weight. They did. I want to talk a little bit about the foods you're eating mm. during this time period. Yeah, so, no, it, so there was a caloric uh, deficit, about a 500 calorie caloric deficit below what they would typically need to eat uh the the participants were also counseled to exercise 75 to 150 minutes okay per week but you kind of you really can eat whatever you want 
Well, see, I want to talk about that. I want to get to that. I want to get to that. So both groups were in a calorie deficit. Both groups were getting exercise. One group just ate whenever they want to with mm-hmm. that calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. The other group only did eight hours of eating earlier in the day. Correct. Yeah. So so go. Let's let's hear the. So we know they lost about five pounds, right? Yes, and that was after fourteen weeks. Those who only ate during the the set eight hour window lost an additional five pounds compared to those who ate throughout the day. Um, and but I think this is to me, yeah. You are you're reducing your calories and you're restricting the time. So to me, it, I'm not surprised by mm. those outcomes yeah um well, what now wait but what about the outcome uh, beyond weight because there's uh, some other things yes, here. So are you surprised about these like improved diastolic blood pressure for instance improved blood pressure improved mood disturbances See? less depression yeah. um improved energy sometimes you would think if okay i'm cutting calories I'm restricting my meals. Am I going to be hangry? Yeah, right. <laughs> and it turns out they really weren't. They were actually quite happy. They weren't. <laughs> um, they they had more energy. So this is just another check for you the like intermittent these. fasting. You I like do. these intermittent fasting. I guess before we move on to end number two, I mean, I, I it would be hard for me to do because I already know when I'm if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat bad. So if I if I I think I would take me time to get to a place where I was eating healthy, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I think my body would have to take time to adjust. Well, you have to plan, and I can't emphasize that enough. So many people follow these eating plans, or they say I'm going to like cut calories, I'm going to do this, and they don't really plan out during those eating the the eating phase of the day. You still need to make sure you're getting. The proper amounts of fiber, the pro- the proper right. amounts of protein, yeah. carbohydrates. You still need those nutrients. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to just get fast food and pig out on whatever. The and, food you know. should still be nutrient yeah, dense. Yeah. And I and I agree with you. I think planning for that is important. You know, I've had mm-hmm. some time where I've done calorie restriction, and I if I planned my week. I could do it. I've seen you, Doctor Mike. I have You've done it before. I have done it several times before, and I lose weight. But if you don't plan, you you fall right off that. It's so it's so easy to eat more when you're mm-hmm. not planning to prop. All right, let's go to in number two for living forever ish, and this one is resveratrol for diabetes. Now. We've talked about resveratrol for longevity in general, right? It helps to mimic some of the effects. Mm-hmm. Speaking of calorie restriction, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Resveratrol mimics calorie restriction, activates those anti-aging genes. So we, we've talked about that. Now we're saying it's also good for diabetes. Tell us about that. Yes, and we know that in 2017, it was estimated that 425 million people worldwide, worldwide are suffering from diabetes and it's expected Jeez. to increase to 629 million by 2045 and, it's and, and you know and it's not i hate to say this it's not just that's staggering right that's staggering but you know the cost the healthcare cost of that right you yes mean, tr- probably in the trillions yes Woo. um so the study that we're highlighting was published in a complementary therapies and medicine in june of 2022 randomized controlled trial. They just wanted to see the researchers, the effects of resveratrol supplementation on glucose. They also looked at oxidative stress, inflammation, 
And and all of these individuals were on diabetes medication. And all they did was add in 200 milligrams of resveratrol. Yeah. You, now, was this um, there's two there's two forms, right? There's trans and cis. I'm assuming this is the updated trans. It was trans. Yeah. Yes. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for those listening, you that's the trans resveratrol is the one you want to take. Right. Yeah. Uh, 200 milligrams trans resveratrol, 24 weeks. They took that uh, the 200 milligrams and they measured fasting glucose, insulin, hemoglobin, A1C. Uh, what's really nice. They measured C-reactive protein markers of uh, and marker yep. for inflammation. Uh, TNF-alpha, another potent pro-inflammatory mediator in the body. And overall, there was a reduction in glucose. Uh, Models for insulin uh, resistance improved. C-reactive protein improved. So it it reduced inflammation, managed the, the glucose. The cells are taking in that glucose better. So this is an easy Yeah add-in easy add-in not very expensive no side effects no side effects at least in this this trial right none were reported right i mean isn't it nice when nature just shows us the way i know dr mike i read this and i'm a fan of resveratrol i don't take it every day i keep it it's it's in the wings (laughs) it's the only it's the only supplement my dad would take remember i told you that yeah, I told you that he called it the red wine supplement. Oh, yes. Okay. You and did that's why he that. took it. Yeah. I tried getting him all kinds of supplements. He goes, well, I'll take that red wine one. <laughs> all right. And I got it for him. I don't even know if he actually took it. All right. Let's go on to N number three. Now, this one may take a little. We may have to explain this one a little bit. What's going right. on here. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So N number three has to do with stroke patients and branched chain amino acids. Now, obviously, Deliver Forever-ish. We've talked about ways to avoid and prevent stroke. That's obviously key here. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're saying is that if if a stroke does happen, right. branch chain amino acids could could play a big role in recovery. Is that correct? Is that am I getting this right? That is what we're saying. Now, where should we should we start with explaining branch chain amino acids first? Yeah, or? let's start there. Like, why are these so important? And then we can lead into the, the, the stroke and the sarcopenia and this stuff. Yeah, so these are amino acids, the building blocks of proteins, and they're the three branch chain amino acids are leucine, isoleucine, and valine. They are essential nutrients. They cannot be made by the body, must be consumed in your diet and what's nice about branch chain amino acids, they they kind of are not broken down or metabolized in the liver. They enter the bloodstream directly right. taken up into muscles. Right. Yeah. And so they can have an effect on muscle energy, repair, muscle growth very quickly. Yeah. They, Be- they have better a very than the powerful average, effect. Better than the non-branch chain amino acids, right? Because they're getting right. metabolized in the liver and all that kind of stuff. Yes. These guys get right in there and work. Absolutely. All right. So that's your branch chain amino acids, right? Mm-hmm. And now how is this relating then to this idea of helping in recovery of stroke? Well, whenever you experience a stroke, um, the brain, their brain lesions that uh, that can form and it causes various neurological defects, functional impairments. They activate a catabolic pathway that leads to loss of muscle. Okay. So this is what's happening after a stroke. Right. Okay. So you, obviously you have brain damage. The brain is not 
talking to the muscles. Right. Like they should. And they're actually, well, they, they're kind of talking to the muscles, but telling the muscles the wrong stuff. The message. wrong stuff. Yeah, because there, there is damage there, right? There's just, right. there's damage along that whole messaging pathway at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yes. And then you got these muscles that aren't able now to recover and get back to normal right. function. In fact, muscle structural changes develop within hours after stroke. There's a rapid reduction in muscle mass. As early as three weeks after a stroke, a significant decrease in muscle mass can be observed. Within one year, 3% of lean muscle mass is lost. Six to 12 months after a stroke, up to 24% of muscle loss has been observed. And so the, this is- That's significant. Now, that's be, big time. I, you, sometimes we have to explain maybe what that looks like, like 24%. Right. Mm-hmm. That would, you and I couldn't get up from the chair. Right. And so you think about someone who they, they've had a stroke. Now they're in rehab. That's the first right, thing. Right. You know, you're, you've recovered or you're, you're on your road to recovery. You're in rehab. You're trying to build muscle strength, but you have the, the, the brain. It's just it's not working yeah. with the efforts the, that you're there's making. There's a disconnect. There is yeah. a disconnect. Uh-huh. And sometimes you may say, oh, I, I'm doing everything. I'm following all the my physical therapist. I'm even doing my exercises yep. at home. And you they may- start questioning that. Are you really doing your exercises at home? Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of understand what's going on in the body, um, then now you start seeing, OK, this is why the researcher said, hey, let's take a look at branch chain amino acids and see if they can help. And that's and that's this study here. So let's go through this study. Right. Yeah. So this study was published in um, in the frontiers of neurology, March 2022. And they provided six grams of a blend of branch chain amino acids twice per day for four weeks to uh, stroke patients uh, and also patients with uh, stroke-related disabilities. And they found improvements in hand strip strength, uh, hand, <laughs> hand strip strength. <laughs> I got you. Skeletal muscle mass improved after treatment. And in the control group, the people who did not have the branch chain amino acids, their muscle mass decreased. Right, right. Which is which is what we now would expect, right? I like this one here. So in the branch chain amino acid group, for, I'm not sure if you said this, but 46% of the individuals regained the ability to walk compared to only 30%, 37% in the placebo group. That's huge. I think that's... That is someone who is able to get their life back. Yeah. Branch chain amino yeah. acids. It sounds like, um, just like the resveratrol, a simple, simple thing that, why not just give it to all stroke patients? I know. Whether they, whether they had sarcopenia to begin with or not, whatever, who can just give them, give them, give diabetics resveratrol, give stroke patients branch chain amino acids, just do it. Yeah. All right, let's go into then <laughs> our out. This is what you don't want. Right. Right. If you want to live forever-ish. Ish, right. And, and, ob- and, and this is obvious, um, but I know you wanted to talk about it, and that's dementia. Yeah. Right? Tell us a little bit, like, where do you want to go with this? Like, wh- what, do you, what do you want the audience to know, Dr. Crystal? Well, extending intact cognitive health is an important public health strategy, Um Alzheimer's dementia or dementia of of other causes is prevalent in our society. And it all kind of, I wouldn't say it all goes back to nutrition, but Mm -hmm. we know 
decent amount does. <laughs> yeah, right? Because even if there's the genetic uh, propensity for Alzheimer's disease, um, you know, you have this field now of epigenetics and nutrigenomics, yeah. and, and we can we know that there is a link between nutrition and how that can affect your genes. Uh, but when you think about the brain, uh, there it has a high concentration of lipids, and those lipids can become oxidized, mm-hmm. or they can be healthy and doing their job and helping those neurons to communicate. And and so studies show that dietary intake of antioxidants may help mitigate some of the um, oxidative damage that can occur in right. the brain, some of the free radicals. That well, they, they, they suggest it, right? The vitamin A, C, E, uh, the carotenoids, mm-hmm. and those are those are fat soluble ones. Carotenoids, will be, I often refer to them as the pigmented ones for your eye. Yeah. But you know, your eyes connected right to your brain. I mean, they they Boom. they there's the a connection. Nerve, right? It's right there. <laughs> I mean, it literally, your brain is sticking into your eye. <laughs> or your eyes sticking into, into your, your brain. brain. I don't know how one way or the it. other. Yeah. So uh, it makes sense that they're listing out those those that those groups. Absolutely. Of, uh, so I long to just summarize this and and keep it straightforward carotenoids uh the intake of carotenoids have been shown to be beneficial um among those uh uh, age 65 and older at enrollment in this study uh lutein showed a seven percent decrease in dementia yeah yeah and and some other carotenoids showed uh even greater improvement so what are we saying dr mike that you can help your eye and your brain by taking lutein. All at the same time <laughs> or eating pumpkin. Pumpkins and, and those colored yellows and Squash. reds. and Oh, yeah. What this time of the year? Roasted root Ooh, vegetables. Good yes. stuff. So there you go. Living forever-ish, right? Three ins and one out. Time-restricted eating is an in. It looks like maybe earlier in the day. Maybe. Yeah. You may want to switch. Have, I don't you know. may you may want to check that out. Resveratrol for diabetics, but what a what a easy go do it. Take it, please. If you're dealing with sugar issues, uh, branch chain amino acids helping stroke patients recovered makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And then of course the out is dementia, and how do you avoid that? Lots lots of antioxidants that can get into the brain. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there you go. The ins and outs of Living Foreverish. I'm Dr. Mike. Don't forget at liveforeverish.com. Tons of other episodes you can download. When you do that, please like, share, comment, and subscribe so you never miss a show. And when you're at, actually, when you go to liveforeverish.com, it's the one two punch. Right. Punch number one email. E- email. Give you us jo- your email address. Join the family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then number punch number two, pick uh, the place you like to listen to podcasts. All right there. We make yeah. it so easy. Liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.